over the years that I have practiced mindfulness and mindful coping, one of the most important changes that has taken place for me, at least, I can't speak to anyone else's experience, but I know for myself that as I began and continued to pay attention to my mind and the thoughts that were happening and the internal reactions and resistances to various things in my life began to be more apparent to me. In other words, they had always been happening all along, but it was only when I was able to slow down physically as well as mentally and have the willingness to sit with those thoughts. And that's the only phrase that I really know that really fits here. I don't know if that resonates with everyone, but for me, it really does. I heard a meditation teacher use that phrase many, many years ago. And it really, for me, has been about sitting with these things. It has been about actually feeling whatever I feel, thinking whatever I think, reacting in all kinds of ways that sometimes completely baffles me. Sometimes when I see the way that I react to things, it allows me to remember possibly why I chose to spend most of my life being completely unconscious of that. And the difference here is that once I'm aware of these things, I'm aware of them, and I can't really undo that process. And so the the challenge that I have found, even though it has been incredibly healing in so many different ways, to be able to actually see in real time these various thoughts that are happening, uh, the judgments that I'm making about myself, about others, the thoughts about wishing things were different and the thoughts about resisting and not liking the way that things are. And I could go on and on and on. There are just so many of these thought patterns that recur over and over again in different situations. And it was in the beginning, once I uh, had the opportunity to see these things happening, it took quite a while. I'm not saying that it would take any, you know, a long period of time for anyone else who undertakes mindfulness practice or who has recently started or begun that practice. But I know for me, the initial motivator was to just feel better. After struggling with chronic depression for all of my life for decades, I just simply was looking for something that would help me suffer less. And the biggest surprise of all is that undertaking this practice and sustaining it actually did help me in a lot of ways. It helped alleviate the pain of what I was dealing with, but it didn't make it go away. And I just feel very moved to uh, to speak those words because at the end of the day, there was no way for me to... Uh, to experience these things without being aware of them and coming very close to them and becoming intimate with all of these various patterns or habits of mind that I seem to find myself uh, engaging in uh, over and over again. And I can say with a smile on my face that after practicing mindfulness for over 30 years, 
I've never been able to make those patterns uh, of thought, those habits of mind, those uh, reactions, I guess what some people would call neuroses. They're the various ways in which I just habitually respond to things has not changed uh, at all. It literally hasn't. I still see a lot of of my own uh, patterns, uh, in it, even though I've been practicing this for over 30 years. And there has been, you know, early on, there was a desire to try to stop uh, to stop this, to try to improve myself in some way. And then after there was, I found that there was very little success with trying to stop these habits of mine, with trying to stop these thoughts, without trying to stop these reactions. And I, I at some point realized that it was no longer, at least for me, I can't speak about this for anyone else, but for me, it was uh, it was no longer about improving myself. Uh, what I then found was that if I wasn't trying to improve myself, I was just letting myself be however I was, thinking whatever I was thinking, reacting however I was reacting. Now, I do want to say that if this was not about absolving myself of responsibility. Clearly, I, I do want to discharge all my responsibilities. I do want to love and care for other people. I want to do what it is that I said or committed to someone that I'm going to do. And I want to try my best to be the most loving, helpful human being that I can. But I also realize that being that, uh, I can't will myself to be that. I can open my heart to it. I can certainly want that for myself. But some days, no matter how much that's who I want to be, there are moments during the day, and it's not every day, but it is certainly certainly the majority of days that I might very well be that loving person I want to be, that I, that I am helpful, that I am respectful uh, of people, and that I take care of what I'm responsible for taking care of, and in some cases going beyond that. But at the same time, that no longer for me means that at some point during the day, and maybe even more than once, I'm going to find myself off in the weeds somewhere. I'm going to just for whatever reason, begin to think a certain way about someone or a situation that I'm in with them uh, or react in certain ways. I even had it happen earlier today. And these are not showstoppers, so to speak. These are not uh, the type of reactions that uh, leave me unable to function. There, there was a lot of that in my early years of practice. I, uh, and even before I started practicing mindfulness, there was an inability to cope on so many different levels. There, there were days where I really could not function. I really could not... I could, you know, phone it in, so to speak. I could go through the motions, but deep inside, I was really, really struggling with all kinds of things. And without realizing that what I was really struggling with more than anything was the thoughts that were happening in my head and me believing everything that I was thinking about what I was feeling. That's really what was happening to the, to the best of my knowledge. I can never know anything 100% for certain. 
But in this case, what I am, am beginning to see is that when there, when the, the need to try to improve myself, self-improve myself out of these hab- habits of mind, when I was, you know, gave up trying to make the thoughts go away, try not to have them happen, uh, try to only react and respond in ways that I thought were optimal, when I recognized that I just could not do that, and it and it was exhausting trying to determine what is you know what is the best thing for me, what is normal, and that's something that I also do feel very moved to speak about as well is that not only was there a desire to improve myself and only think certain thoughts and try very hard to eliminate the thoughts that were not serving me and allowing me to serve others that then there was the concern about, well, if I'm going to really be open to these thoughts and because I can't make them go away, it is part of my experience. And just because I, and this is just for me, I don't, I can't know what this is like for anyone else, but the longer I've practiced, the more it's created some headspace and some distance between me and those thoughts to the point where it's not just a trite saying any longer. When I say that, you know, these thoughts are not mine just because I'm thinking them and it, 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 at the same time, they're not true just because I'm thinking them. What I can also speak to is that they were simply things that were just happening in the moment. And when I no longer had to try to figure out why they were happening, then I could, it, it freed me up a little bit to just be with whatever it was. And then at some point, once I became more comfortable, and I'm not saying I'm all the way there, it's I, I always will be a work in progress, but when there was some of this space created, there was this opportunity to uh, not be carried away so much by these thoughts. I was having them. Sometimes they were very strong reactions to other people, to what they were saying, to what they were doing. It might be to things that they weren't saying and doing that I wanted or wished that they would for things not to go the way I wanted them to go, to not have the desired end result. That once I could just get more comfortable without trying to be more comfortable at being uncomfortable, having these thoughts going on and and knowing as much as I can know anything as a human being that I could not make them stop. Then at some point, there was this desire to, to figure out you know, things that did not seem normal to me. In other words, I could see these, these habits of mine repeating themselves over and over and over again for years, for decades. And at some point, even though I wasn't trying to make those things go away or improve myself out of them, at some point, there began to be a lot of speculation about what is quote-unquote normal. And are, are these thoughts that I'm having normal? How, you know, how is it that uh, what would be normal for me in terms of what would normal thoughts be? What would normal reactions be? And after years of evaluating that, and, and it wasn't that I got caught up in what they refer to as analysis paralysis. I wasn't you know, uh, keeping track of all these and trying to figure out and measure them against some desired end state that was quote unquote normal. There was at some point this recognition that all of these things, 
are are really not are, these are really not separate from me. All of these thoughts are part of the experience of being me, whether I like having them or not. And I can't speak for anyone else, but this is just the perspective of one human being, one average human being that uh, has no special gifts or proclivities at all. I came into this life really no different than most people, if not all people, uh, with whatever predispositions that I had, you know, from a behavioral standpoint and from a neurological standpoint. And recognizing that we're all a little bit different, uh, at least that's what it, it appears to me. I can't say that I know that with 100% certainty either. But somehow there has been this recognition and this letting go of not really needing any of my thoughts, any of my reactions to be quote-unquote normal. Now again, I, I think I may have said this earlier this does not mean that I don't, I'm not saying that I don't want to be responsible for any actions that result from those thoughts. In other words, the thoughts can occur, but it doesn't mean that it's okay for me to necessarily act on those thoughts. It's not okay for me to, if I'm feeling myself reacting to someone, if, if I'm put off somehow or offended, and I'm just using some examples here, but if I am reacting a certain way emotionally, it doesn't mean that it's okay for me to, uh, you know, to hurt someone's feelings or lash out at someone. And I'm not saying that it's not okay for other people. I'm just saying for me, uh, is in as much as I can have any idea of wanting to be someone who uh, loves and respects other people as much as I can, uh, not always going to hit that goal 100% of the time. But there is this recognition that I don't know what normal is. And at some point, there was this letting go and relaxing of the need for my thoughts, my habits of mind, my reactions, uh, anything to be normal. I don't, because I don't know what it is, first of all. And second of all, I don't want to waste any more time with uh, with all the things that I've gone through health-wise over the past couple of years and literally experiencing life uh, even more on a moment-to-moment basis and a day-to-day basis than I ever have and coming to the point where it feels like some days that there is possibly less life ahead of ahead of me than what was behind me, I no longer have the desire or the energy or the will. And I really have found no benefit as well in trying to figure out what is normal for me. Uh, I know that in terms of just, you know, the uh, uh, treating other people, you know, the golden rule, treating other people the way that I would want to be treated, That's those are my actions. And I recognize that in the culture that I live in and the society that I live in, there are certain accepted uh, protocols for behavior. There are certain things that we do and certain things that we don't do. And this is, you know, part of this agreed upon contract that, er, you know, that everyone recognizes. And I'm not saying everyone is bound by that. It's just this is this is the way that I have uh, experienced life thus far. But as far as my own thoughts, as far as what's going on in my head, I have no idea what is normal. And there's no way if, if what is if what I am thinking habitually or the way I'm reacting habitually is not meeting or it doesn't even feel normal. And I had that happen this morning. I was up very, very early this morning and upon awakening uh, well before the sun rose, uh, 
uh, there was certain habits of thought that I was seeing that were somewhat, uh, uh, you know, that, that recur quite often. And there was this thought that came on, you know, through that it was, in other words, it was, you know, this is, I don't know that this is normal. I don't know this is, you know, and, and, it, and it just was this kind of self-talk, uh, you know, that was just happening in my head about, you know, I wonder how long that, you know, I wonder how long until I finally start thinking normally again. I wonder how long it'll be before I start reacting normally again. And then there was this laughter and just this easing of being and this letting go and recognizing that as silly as it sounds, uh, there's no way for me to know what normal is. And I want to, if anything, and this is something that mindfulness practice has really allowed me to be able to, uh, uh, to do. I think it's more about being than doing. And that is allowing space for these things that I used to think were abnormal. These thoughts that feel uh, unproductive, that uh, that don't really do me any good and certainly don't do anyone else any good. But yet they continue to happen anyway. And I, I don't know why other than the fact that I'm just a normal human being who has a mind that I cannot control. I take a responsibility for, for it. I uh, certainly want to be accountable and I certainly don't want to act in any way impulsively based on what I'm thinking and the way that I'm reacting internally or emotionally. But there was this like unbelievable space that was created at that in that moment when I recognized that I really and I didn't really realize it until then that there was the, this the, having given up a long time ago on on being normal at least internally at least in terms of emotions of thoughts that are occurring in the way that i react and i it's i can allow everything uh and that's again there again that's not you know not to do harm to others not to do harm to myself and yes i can certainly get in my own way and i can certainly be my own worst enemy and i don't want to do that but sometimes these thoughts that uh, that occur, uh, and a lot of it, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not a uh, I'm not an expert in psychology or neurology, but I just know that after you know over five decades of lived experience, that there are some of these things that just continue to happen, whether they serve me well or not. But it really has to do with whether or not I've created a space for those things, whether I can befriend my mind and bef- befriend those thoughts. And when I say befriend them, not, uh, not encourage them and uh, you know, not uh, avoid being responsible to other people and to myself and to care for myself and to care for others. But it's about really having that space to realize that, uh, that all of it, is part of my life's experience. And if, and if there's, and I know at times I have seen that, you know, in terms of the, uh, the inner spiritual experience that, you know, there are certain things that felt like they were sacred and certain things that weren't. And what I've begun to realize is, uh, and I know this is different for everyone, that all of these things can be sacred because of the fact that this is who I am and how can I be any different than who I am? How can I think any differently than I do. Uh, it's just a matter of what I do with that and don't do with it. And it's, you know, what, what I do with it is hopefully cope 
and stay on my, you know, to be mindful on my feet in the middle of life while it's all happening to continue to do the things that I need to do to discharge my responsibilities and not lash out at other people or behave in some sort of, let's say, a passive aggressive way. Uh, or uh, uh, close my heart to someone because uh, whatever I'm thinking, if I feel this uh, compunction or this desire to act this way because I'm thinking a certain way and just allow for all of these things to happen. And I know that a lot of this for me was being very overwhelmed by it. And the more that I've practiced mindfulness and mindful coping, there's been this increasing ability. And it's available to anyone that practices it, but there's this increased ability to simply be with these thoughts that we don't like, that don't feel good, that don't feel like they're, that sometimes they feel pointless. But at the same time, that's what's happening. And for me, I realize other people maybe have figured out how to change their thoughts but for me, the more I pushed to do that, the more I resisted what it was that I was thinking to try to exchange it for something that I thought was more quote unquote normal. The only thing I have been left with is this tremendous amount of space to allow to allow these things and to let them run their course. And the beautiful part is that the less that I try to change them, the less that I try to stop having these thoughts or reacting in a certain way, I recognize that these things are kind of like storms of mind, as, of, as of one of, of my Buddhist teachers years ago spoke of. They're just the clouds come and they pass over, and uh, at some point the sun comes out again. But uh, I, I can't really see that if I'm in the middle of thinking this is the way I'm going to feel forever. And that was a very common theme for me, but to be able to recognize that no matter how strongly I'm reacting and no matter how uncomfortable I am and no matter how much it hurts and how much it disturbs me internally to think a certain way or to react a certain way, there is this beautiful uh, openness and recognition to that there is enough space for all that. And if there is that space, which it certainly for me feels like that, it's not a belief. It's not something that I can prove or even feel the need to. But it's just the experience of being me. And it's also available to anyone that practices. I've seen so many people that over the years that have, have found this in increased space and increased headspace and more room to just be human. And that is ultimately for me what this has been about. This practice has, has been about some in the early years and even, uh, uh, you know, as soon as, as recent as five or 10 years ago that I thought it was about becoming a different person, rewiring my brain, so to speak. And instead, the opposite has happened, that I have been able to really be who I am, even though sometimes I don't like to, to think the way that, that I'm thinking or be the way that I'm being or, re, or reacting or responding in a certain way, but that it will pass. And that as long as I'm open to it and willing to take responsibility for any actions that come from that, and hopefully that I don't react too quickly. That there, and that's other the other part of this. This increased space has allowed me to be able to consider to stop even when I'm in a really emotionally unrested state or uneasy state, or I'm very reactive. To recognize that if I really just react based on what I'm thinking and what I'm believing about what I'm thinking, then I can actually, if I can just resist the temptation to just, you know, to react based on that, 
that uh, these things will come and go. They do pass, and the, and there is peace there. And then if I get, I don't want to get wrapped up in being a person that is peaceful because at some point, because I'm human and who I am, these things will happen again. And as long as I am out in the middle of life embracing it and not trying to protect myself against it or trying to control all the variables, which I tried that for years and none of that worked, this practice has ultimately enabled me to continue to really live in the most open-hearted way that I can. And, uh, it's not really, it's not any longer about what is normal.